Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, of course, it's the first Friday of the month, and that means Dr. Alessandra Duke is stopping by the studio today, and the two of them will be chatting about infinite possibilities, four-minute miles, and the balance of what the soul wants versus the human self. All that and a little bit more on Sunny in Seattle. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm one of your hosts for First Friday, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Woo-hoo. Hello. <laughs> and Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KK&W. And of course, the first Friday of the month is First Friday with my fabulous co-host, Alessandra. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. Oh, and you know what I discovered? Benny, you may be able to verify this. And Alessandra, I don't even know if you've heard this yet. Um, I was trying to figure out if a show that I had loaded into I iTunes a couple years ago was showing up as a podcast. And so I, in searching for Sunny in Seattle, came across Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW now has a podcast. Like all of the shows are in iTunes as a podcast. So any of the shows like Conscious Talk or um, what is it, Love from the Hip or any of the shows that you love, they're now in iTunes as a podcast. Benny, were you aware of this? You are correct. Uh, did you not see that email from us? Uh, we are now with Podcast One. We've been doing it for a little bit, uh, for quite a few months now. I did not realize. Oh, uh, no, right. Well, there we get another ding for KKNW. Oh, and that makes sense because, I, Sunny, I found your show on a website called Podcast One. Woo! Okay, I'm going to have to look into these things. Well, okay, for the listeners out there, yes. so, my preferred way to listen to anything these days is through iTunes or whatever your respective um, podcast platform is. And so this is really fun. I guess I'm a little late to the party yeah, here. Yeah, you've been busy moving and <laughs> hanging out in Petaluma, blah, blah, blah. But I read the emails. I do read the emails. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so good. So good. Okay. You're doing so good, Sunny. Mm, so you good. are. Well, and for those listeners out there who were not aware of it, these things are real now. Uh, so if you like listening podcasts, you can find KKNW on podcasts. <laughs> okay, so Alessandra, why don't you um, introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll check in with Benny. Yes. Um, hello, I'm Dr. Alessandra Duke and I am a, um, I'm a psychologist and, um, and really a coach in, in large part for, um, for women entrepreneurs. That's who I mainly work with these days, um, is really helping people to get out of their own way and move forward and in living a life that they feel really amazing about. Um, I have a, um, I, I meet with clients mainly virtually now. So, um, so that's part of the work I do. Another part is I also run this organization called Lady Bosses uh, that's based in Seattle. Um, and we do quarterly gatherings and have a free Facebook group online, which anyone can join in the discussion and the party online there um, and sign up for our newsletters. I'm always doing different kinds of events and workshops and things that people can get in on. So um, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're somebody who just wants to live a bigger, bolder life, you can check me out either alessandraduke.com or seattleladybosses.com. 
Yay. And of course, my website is goldenoversoul.com. Yeah. So, okay. So yesterday was the fourth. So Benny, what did did you do? And then Alessandra, what did you do? (laughs) That that, that explains (laughs) it right there. Let's bring a little more. I'll show you. Ooh. Ah. Go ahead, Dr. Okay, Alessandra so, Duke. You, oh, you, you oh, Benny, I was I was waiting for you to tell us. Oh, oh, well then I'll just jump in then. <laughs> just fireworks. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, I just stared at the sky. Uh, the boys and I and their mom, we went to Lake Bourne, which is just over here in the Renton area. We saw a little private show, and it was nice. pretty cool. Yeah, we saw, hung out at the park with some good friends and families, and that's about it. Oh, uh, that sounds like that a sounds nice like a good day. Oh, and I left out the most important part: uh, what I was wearing. Oh, oh he, they, they say. <laughs> yeah. I actually bought a uh, Stars and Stripes jumper or romper or onesie, whatever you want to call it. Nice. It was amazeballs. Oh, my <laughs> Are there pictures of this? There might be onesie? a few floating around and a sleeveless, okay. so don't laugh at the arms. Oh, They're too, nice. kind of a two-tone thing. I want to see. Could you send us a photo, please? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I just had an amazing day. It was like, you know, I expected it to be a little bit sunnier, but hashtag Pacific Northwest. So, um, you know, we just kind of went with it and, um, um, I got a new, I got, well, it's not new. It's new to me. I got a bike. And so we're able to bike bicycle around (laughs) Bellingham, which is super fun. So we, biked over to one of the breweries and had lunch just sitting outside and um and just kind of hung out took it easy made an amazing dinner and went to one of the parks here to watch the fireworks and they they lift they went over the water you know you could see it reflected out in the bay it was stunning and I loved it because all of the Bellingham people are saying oh my gosh it's so crazy the crowds it's so busy and what we realized is oh we were thinking they were you know we've been in Seattle which is a little bit busier yeah so we're like oh oh wow yeah we want to avoid crowds and then we thought about it and we're like I don't know what these people think they mean when they're talking about braving the crowds so we went to one of the very popular parks last night and we were like oh my gosh, this is amazing. There's places to sit. There's, you know, it's not chaotic. It was just amazing. And I'm just like, Bellingham, Bellingham is such a magical place. So I had a great time. How did you spend your day? Your day of freedom. It was the most low-key 4th of July I think we've ever spent because Chase's new job requires him to be up so early, which is awesome. He gets to see the sunrise out on Tamales Bay every morning, and it couldn't be prettier. But we are now going to bed before it's dark. So wow. And he opted to – he has had the flu, and so he opted to work yesterday and today. And so it was just kind of like nothing was going on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We could hear the fireworks in the distance after we'd been in bed for already like an hour and a half. Yeah. (laughs) So have you been getting up early with him? Have you been – in it in the struggle with him yes well I have I I don't I don't always get up right when he does but by the time he leaves I try to and it's really the most beautiful schedule so I just have to encourage you know I used to be such a night owl and now my prime time is in the morning oh my gosh Benny just okay (laughs) this is not fair to listeners but (laughs) Benny just sent us in our little Skype chat box a picture of his onesie with the sleep oh my god Benny that's amazing Benny you actually look fantastic thank you You 
this cute little romper. It looks amazing. It's way better than I could have imagined. I do find out. Can I put side. this? Yeah, go for it. it go for it. Sure. Just okay. Blot, I'm blot on my put this face. on the sunny in Seattle, the sunny in Seattle Facebook feed for the show. I'll put it in there after the show because it's so anywho. Uh, my, my dirty bathroom. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I'm not worried about that. Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't look dirty. All we can see is the bathroom. Okay, so we will we'll put that as a, a teaser for listeners. And, and my we'll amazingness, right, Sunny? Yes. Yeah. That's all your focus. Just on. say it's not his bathroom. Say he's. Oh, here's Benny at a friend's house. There you go. There you go. With no shoes on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but Alessandra, to answer your question, yeah, I'm I'm getting up a lot earlier, and it's working for me. It's so awesome because I I interviewed Dawson Church last week. So for those mm-hmm. who listen. One of the things that he had said around meditation is he prefers to do his meditations right when he or his meditation right when he gets up because your brain just coming out of the dream state, you're coming out of that nice slow brainwave state. And so if you can just kind of hang on to that and bring that into meditation, it really can influence the rest of your day. So it's perfect. So I get to do my meditation early in the morning and Mm. I love it. And then then my day, like I get a full eight hours and, you know, by the time it's like three or 4 PM, yes. <laughs> it's a really nice schedule. So it's been worth it. It was, it's been well worth getting up. In so the what time are you getting up? Um, uh, sometime like between, uh, well, he gets up around four, but like four, between four thirty and five thirty. generally. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. great. Hey, in this last month, I have started getting up at 6 a.m. and going to a workout class at 6.30. See? And you got, I I don't know about you, but I have to, in the mornings now that getting into this new schedule, there needs to be a little bit of accountability. So, of course, Chase is my accountability. And yeah, I got class. So that sounds amazing. Yes, yes. And I feel the same way. I'm like, I've always been a night owl and have, you know, it's just been kind of the way. But there's always been a part of me that has wanted to be a morning person. And so I have, I just realized, you know, if you want to be a morning person, you can, you can do that. Just like, just start, just focus on it and make it happen. Right. And I just have been feeling amazing. There's so much more, feels like there's so much more time in a day, you know, to be productive in the morning. By the time I see a client or something like that, I've had time to myself, time to work, time to, you know, it's been great. Exactly. Yeah. So anywho, so that's what we did for the fourth. And before we like dive in, well, okay, first of all, I had a question for Benny. So do we want to check in with Benny or Benny, are you even still around? I'm still there. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Always ready for question and answer period. I know. Okay. So I just had one. I was thinking, okay, I want to check in with Benny. And so Benny, since you have been the engineer, producer, et cetera, for all of these shows that many of which have a very spiritual bend. So what in like, listening to these shows for all these years, have you ever identified your spirit animal? And if so, <laughs> what is it and why? Not, Are you able to share that? not specifically, by the way, we're on podcast one, just to let you know. Um, oh, okay. I, we, God, there was a show a few years ago that I, I thought we had gone around the table and we kind of went through that, but uh-huh. I really cannot recall which one. Well, so well, then what's an animal that you just Gravitate see towards? Or you, yes, gravitate towards. Or see a lot. I yeah, like exactly. that. That shows up a lot for you. <laughs> Bears, because I'm hairy like a bear. No, no, not locally. No, not really. There's been a couple reported in the last few years in the area, but nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, well, Benny, you may have to sit with this yeah. one and then this next time around because okay. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I don't have an exact answer. That's fine. We got other things we can turn to in the <laughs> <All> show. <right. laughs> that was the whole central theme of our show. Now, <laughs> now we've got nothing. Benny. Oh, yeah. you know. Good job, Benny. Yeah, thanks, Benny. Oh, boo me. <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep moving then. All right, I will. I'll keep looking. <laughs> okay, so Al Sorter, before we, there were a couple of things that you and I were going back and forth on yeah. before, but I, I got your newsletter yesterday, and I wanted to, because it was a 4th of July theme, I would love it if you would share the story about your dress and the Coke and what happened there. Because I thought the takeaways from that were really powerful and very timely since we're just coming off the 4th of July. Oh, that's, <laughs> it was so fun. It was fun to get your response too, you know, because you send the newsletter out there and wonder if anybody reads it at all. Right, so right. I loved, I loved hearing from you. Um, yes, yeah, so in my newsletter, which which I send out to um, to anyone who you know they can sign up through my website to receive it, um, and uh, I had written about this story when I when I was young. You know, first of all, wishing everybody a happy holiday, but also reflecting on when I was when I was very young. Um, I used to love to go to things like Fourth of July parades and um, and. And, you know, around that age, I was, I was a big, significant tomboy. And I don't even know if people still really use that term anymore. Um, but that's absolutely what I was. I loved, I loved racing with the boys at lunchtime. I, I never wore dresses. I just, dresses were my nightmare. I just always felt like I was at the ready for to climb a tree or run a race or do something like that. Um, and I had a step grandmother at the time who felt like, um, I should really be different. And, um, so she wanted me to be a little bit more girly. And, um, so she, right before the 4th of July, I mean, the parade was a big deal, uh, in the area that we were living. And right before then she made sure to get my hair permed. So many people might remember back in the day when yes. there was a lot of perming of the hair going on. And so, you know, spiral perms and different, all kinds of perms. So she took me in to get just like your classic traditional perm. Right. And I, you know, have very straight hair and I used to love to wear it in a, like a French braid kind of thing. But she wanted it permed, and she also wanted to accessorize it with, um, a, like, bows and headbands, right? Which that alone was, like, it's kind of like when I take my dog to the groomer, and she comes back with bows in her, hair's, her hair, and I'm just like, what happened to you, right? So I feel like <laughs> I felt like, a, you know, a show poodle just with that situation. But then she insisted that if we were going to this parade, and a lot of people would be there, that I should be wearing a pretty dress and that my clothes that I like to wear were no good. Um, in her opinion, they made me look like a little boy and I should, I should change that. So she got, you know, she insisted that I wear this dress that was, um, red, white, and blue. And so showing up to, so I show up to this parade. I'm in this dress. I've got this perm. I've got this headband and this bow. And I absolutely felt 
totally awful, totally embarrassed. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I hope nobody knows me here, right? And so as I was saying in the newsletter, I'm sitting there, I park myself on the curb. I have a like a Coca-Cola in hand because I'm like, okay, this is something that kind of, you know, brings me comfort. At least this is okay. But I'm actively trying to think, how do I get out of this situation? I'm so embarrassed. This feels so awful. I can't stand it. And then, you know, I think I was maybe nine at the time. I felt like I had the best idea ever. So when my grandmother wasn't looking, I took that Coke, I tilted it toward my chest, and I just poured it down the entire dress, just slowly all the way down. So then... uh so then that resulted in a really quick outfit change because she insisted that I not have Coke all the way down my uh-huh. body. So I was able to get out of the dress and thankfully there was no backup dress, you know. Um, and so I think my, the two points that I made in the newsletter were like, you know, we can figure this out, right? But us as entrepreneurs, us as people who want to live bigger lives, like there is a way to figure to to figure out um these little sticky situations that come up that we want that we want to get out of there is a way and to to trust yourself in that and also not to let anybody perm your hair or put you in a dress that you don't want to that who you are is amazing let yourself be amazing yeah did did your grandma or your step grandmother ever find out what you did like did you ever come clean (laughs) oh my gosh I I can't imagine that I would have with her because um, she was, you know, kind of what she said went. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the last thing I remember was just saying, you know, it was an accident. This, you know, this is what happened. And I don't know that I, I don't know that I ever fessed up to that, you know? No, not that you needed to, but yeah, that's, uh, I love that. So there's always a solution and just be you. Yay. Yay. That's yes. perfect, I think, for 4th of July. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we covered that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Thanks for reading that and appreciating it. It's a funny story. And I think, you know, I, I just think there was um, that little rebellious streak that I had back then is still well and alive for me today. You know? I, I think that's a very good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Well, and also, since our last show, you have had a birthday, and that was one of the things we were talking about, and I I would love, um, do you, are you comfortable if we turn to that now? Absolutely. Kind of, Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not going to call it what you call it, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but tell if for what you want to share about your birthday. Like, I, I made some notes, but... Oh, I'm so <laughs> curious about that, about your perspective. Yes, um, so I was saying that um, I turned 40, which... Um, yeah. <laughs> Atta, girl! I, thank you, Benny. Benny has been so supportive of my 40-ness. <laughs> your 40 is, I like As that. if there's something like something to be supported about being 40. Like, what do you mean? I know. I know. I was like, I just felt like I, I don't, I'm not sure it, it, to me, you know, I've had these, um, people, you know, women that I've been close to in my life that, you know, 40 has kind of meant to them, at least what I've viewed of them, that they really stopped living right? That they started saying things like, well, what's the point? Or, you know, if it was around love, it's like, well, I'm never going to find anyone at this point. If it's around a new career, like I'm, you know, it's too, 
you know, it's too late, like things like that. And so I think that there was some imprinting, you know, that even though I don't believe any of those things, right? I feel like so much of our life is just getting started. Like we know ourselves so much more, or, you know, around this age, I feel um, more confident in myself now than I ever have in my life. And so, but they were very much tapped into this, like kind of that over the hill mentality that, you know, there used to be a lot, a lot more, like we've changed a lot. We've evolved, I think a lot in the last like 20 years or so. But I remember when people close to me were, you know, in their forties and saying things like that. And, um, and so I think there's been this fear, like, oh no, you know, some kind of metaphorical bomb is going to drop on that day and things are just over for me. And I didn't do all the things I wanted to do. Right. And that is just, it's not true. We know it's not true. And I know it's not true for women. You know, when I see women in, in their forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, you know, you know, up and up, I'm just like, they're amazing. Right. It just gets better. And, um, but I think for me, I had some different rules around what I should have done or who I should be or what I should have by now, you know? Yeah. So, um, just kind of working through that. Um, but yeah, that's why I say Betty's been supportive of me in my 40ness. <laughs> it's just like managing my emotions. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I know a lot of people and you called it a milestone birthday and yeah. I, so after I, I, of course, regular listeners know that I, one of my favorite teachers is Dr. Christiane Northrup and um, she introduced me to Mario Martinez, who wrote The Mind-Body Code, among some other things, um, some great works that really explore the the connection between our beliefs and our biology. And so she, they, Mario Martinez in his work talks about these cultural portals. And it's like with each milestone, you know, when you become 13, 21, 30, 40, and all the mm-hmm. way up, 100, there are these um, there are these cultural beliefs around what is quote supposed to happen or what can be expected of you and your body with these particular milestones. And so you, Dr. Northrop talks about like not being put into the age cage, not walking mm-hmm. through these portals. So, you know, Mario Martinez says, you know, don't take the senior discount because that's telling your body, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. that you are a quote senior and all of the, the other things that go along with, you know, when you have to write your age at your doctor's office on the intake form and your doctor is like, well, you are this age. So this, this, and this is going to right. happen. And it's funny, this really does, to me, I was thinking about this very timely again that you were bringing this up or that this Mm -hmm. happened right around when I interviewed Dawson Church. And he took some of the things that we didn't cover in the interview were the ability of our uh, focused intentions to not only affect our own biology, like through epigenetics, Mm -hmm. do your environmental factors and your beliefs turn on certain genes or turn off certain genes. So, you know, genes are just like a blueprint and a blueprint doesn't come alive. You actually have to, you know, construct it. So our genes are the same way. Some of them will turn on and some of them will turn off. And it's not just your bio or it's not just, you know, what you've inherited from your family. It is whether or not the genes turn on and become active. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the ability of our, and this was another other spirits, I promise I'm going to land this plane, but one of the other fun facts (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, that I learned from him. There was a Qigong master that they, he quoted a study and this Qigong master was able to, through focused intent, actually manipulate the rate of radioactive decay for certain elements. Like, and this is, these are like rules of physics that are set and no amount of magnetism, no amount of outside influence that the scientists were, were looking at were able to affect the uh, rate of decay or the rate of the, the, whatever the half-life is of these um, uh, certain elements. Except this Qigong master through focused intent was able to slow it down or speed it up basically at will. And oh. just showing how incredibly powerful we were beginning to discover our mind and intent can be. And so if you think, they also did a lot of studies on the effect of our beliefs on our actual cells and whether certain cancer cells are speed or are multiplying or whether they are slowing down, things like that. And so I'm like, if we are telling our body, well, we're, for example, 50, so this is going to be happening, then yeah. your body's going to go, okay, sure, we'll believe that and we'll act right. on it. Right. But what if you don't step through those portals? What if you don't recognize those milestones? What if you don't talk about your age? What if you don't read about what's supposed to happen at these various stages in our life? And you can actually, I think, I feel like this is like the, when Benny mentioned in the intro, the four minute mile. Mm -hmm. There is, and I'm sure many of our listeners have heard this story before, but for example, back in the day, scientists and, and uh, physiologists, I guess, thought that it was, it was actually physically impossible for the human body to run a four minute mile or less. Like yeah. they just thought that's not within the capacity. There were also beliefs back in the day, scientists really believed that the human body could not go more than 30 miles an hour, you know, when like locomotives were being introduced and cars. <laughs> they were like, if they go over 30 miles an hour, the human body will explode or spontaneously combust. And so there are these beliefs that we have about what is possible or what's going to happen. And when somebody transcends it, like Roger Bannister, who ran the first four minute mile, then all of a sudden it it, it opens the pathway for everyone else to be able to do those things. So same thing with our biology and our beliefs. Like I want to be one of the front runners who's like, nope, not buying into that portal or that age cage. Yeah. I'm going to prove what's possible at this age, not what's <laughs> what history yes. has shown us is possible. For example, yes. so anyway, that's why I don't, I don't, I don't like to recognize the milestone birthday so much anymore. Not for vanity reasons. That used to be the case. I would say I was 27. I think I said I was 27 until I was 39. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a point at which you did not want to acknowledge that, like exactly. the different age, but but now it's like not a big deal to you. No, now I'm um, like, I'm with you, man. This is where the good stuff comes in. And I um I was when I was um doing some research for a workshop I did at the Women of Wisdom back in March. Um, one of the one of the I'm not an astrologist or astrologer. I I do I really do believe in the the influence of the planets on us. I mean, if you believe in gravity, which I mean, I think most of us do like that is a planetary influence. So there are various planetary influences. So one of the things that happens around age 40, if you're going to, you know, talk about linear time, um, I think it's maybe around 42. It's that Uranus opposition when the Uranus in your chart opposes the Uranus that's transiting in the uh, in the galaxy. And and this is a very particular time. Um, Dr. Northrup talks about how she used to see in her when she was an OB-GYN still practicing as an OB-GYN, she would see often in her 
practice, one of two things happened when women went through this Uranus opposition. And one of them is you really step into your power and you start, it's like the invitation to start living from your soul. For so many women, they have taken care of others for most of their lives. And it's like, this is like that final call from the soul to say, okay, now it's your turn. How are you going to fully express yourself with the time that you have left? So women would either step into that or she said what she would see, and this is really interesting, is that a lot of women would have a very, uh, quote, unexpected pregnancy around age 42 because, and there may be women who very much want the child and and that they have planned for this in their 40s, but she said it would happen quite frequently that women would get pregnant on accident around this time. And she said her belief was that it's a subconscious thing that if you are not going to be brave enough to step into your soul's calling, having another child is a very culturally acceptable way to kind of divert your energy or distract yourself mm-hmm. for the next 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if that resonates for anybody out there, but she said that was something she saw in her practice. So it really is a, it's a really special time, I think, because as you said, you know, we're, it's an invitation to step into bigger things and yes. be really comfortable with who we are maybe for the first time. Cause I don't know, in my twenties, I kind of flailed and always looking to external sources for validation. And then my thirties that kind of continued. And now I feel like now it's woo, this is like me time and I'm just getting started. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I feel like I, I was listening to this really great talk and, and just thinking like, yes, like I'm, yeah, I'm just getting started. You know, I'm 40 years old to really own like, yes, I'm 40 years old and I'm just getting started no matter what age you are. Right. They were talking at the time. I know we have to go to break, but, um, this person, the name is escaping me right now, but the person was talking about this 90 something year old woman who said to him, you know, I'm 92 years old and I'm just getting started. And I think like, yeah, let's step into that. I love it. You know, Exactly. I have another story on that, like that same note, just, we'll just keep the inspiring things going Yes. <laughs> when we get back. Um, so you've been listening to Sunny in Seattle. This is first Friday, which means it's me, Sunny Joy and Dr. Alessandra Duke Woo-hoo, with Benny on the board. And we will take our break and we will see you in just a few. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available today on Amazon.com. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. Olivia, from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. 
Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. It is First Friday, so I'm one of your hosts, Sunny Joy, and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Woohoo! Okay, so we have an update. I know everyone was like waiting with bated breath about Benny's spirit <laughs> animal, whether that would happen today or next month or what. So, Benny, I think maybe you have an update for us. Maybe. Are you, you going to yeah. tease it till next Benny's month or what? No, nope, okay. I'm doing it now. Okay, there was a clue <laughs> okay. on the song that we came in with. Oh, I didn't even hear her. That's I was why to hear it. I'm that creative. Okay, so uh, I looked it up. I kind of did a little bit of around the way because it was really difficult because uh-huh. I know you guys uh, asked me, and then I had like an animal just with like fur in my head, but I just couldn't narrow it down. So I kind of did a little <laughs> bit of, I don't know, not cheating, but I kind of went online because, you know, I get more inspiration by getting some ideas just at my fingertips. And there's actually a spirit info uh, spiritanimal.info website where you can like plug in information and, and it asks you questions uh-huh. and then it mm-hmm. will then said generate an uh, you know an animal oh, oh that's a fun a- or a fun uh, platform i know right yeah. and it ended up with a wolf Oh, I was going to say, because I was trying to remember what the lyrics were, and I was yeah. like, run in with the song. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's got to be a wolf. By the way, that song was uh, Selena Gomez and Marshmallow Wolves, and so that's why I did that. Oh. Okay, so oh, back over here. Yeah. So what the meaning of a wolf would be, which is pretty darn close to me and my little uh, you know, answers to the questions, uh, sharp mm-hmm. intelligence, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> deep, deep connection with instincts, uh, right again, uh, mm-hmm. appetite for freedom, yep. Totally. After I'm done with my job, that means with you two. Uh, expression uh, for strong instincts. Okay, so I kind of go mm-hmm. with definite. Like if I see it, I go for it. I want it. It's an instinct. I got, I can't stop. Like going after something. Like let's say, yeah. um, you know, with the setting up with your microphone this morning, right? Yep. Great example. Yeah. You're questioning me, and I'm like, I instantly jammed on what I needed to find out to help you. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. The downside, I do feel threatened sometimes. And it's a lack of trust in someone and or in myself, which is Mm -hmm. a Capricorn trait. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so see where I'm kind of heading with this. I think this is pretty accurate. I do too. Well, that's a platform. And I, as we were talking about on the break, my I have 
could recommend any book um, for spirit animal um, exploration, it would be Sarah Bamford Seidelman's mm-hmm. book. Um, Sounds True put it out like in the last year or two, and she was on the show about it, but it's called The Book of Beasties. And she does shamanic journeying to connect with each of the beasties. And she just is, she's a beautiful artist as well. She does this decoupage stuff. So anyway, I highly recommend that. And what was the website you went to, Benny? Spiritanimal.info? Yeah, spiritanimal.info. If you just type in what's my spirit animal, it should link right into it. Okay. Well, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, and something for people who are just, you know, tuning in is, you know, something to think about, like, yes, reading the book or taking the quiz is amazing, but also if you can be tuning into, are there, you know, are there animals that are kind of showing up along your path that you're noticing come with some regularity, right? Like where you are that just kind of consistently are, right before you are making themselves seen before you, you know, that are not maybe like a squirrel, not that a squirrel can't have immense value, but they're pretty common, right? (laughs) Just thinking like, if you do notice that something is, you know, is showing up, um, to just take note, you know? Yes, exactly. Yes. And more important than what any book says, more important than what any website says is what the animal means to you and the message that your intuitive guidance tells you that it's there to give you. Super impressive, by the way, uh, Alessandra, about the squirrel, because (laughs) Sonny and I are very familiar with squirrel, squirrel in a pants. (laughs) I was going to say, it's right. squirrel underpants, so, not just squirrels, yeah. but squirrel underpants. Yep, there you go. I love it. I love it. Gender I specific. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm so glad so, you looked that up, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sunny, I want to do, you know, you've asked me some, like, amazing questions today about um, the birthday, the meaning, all of these kinds of things, looking within and, and had me share the story. And so I'm curious, like, I know that listeners want to hear updates from you, you know, how things are going. And you had mentioned, um, also just like that you're doing some work, like looking, you know, looking kind of within instead of looking outside for kind of cultural expectations. So just wondering, wondering what's up with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is so, I, I really, these things always work out pretty synchronistically, but Mm -hmm. I think this is, we, we were talking about around your birthday, Um, when you are on a path that is a little bit outside of what mainstream culture still is saying, you know, you go, you, you turn 18, maybe you go to college, maybe you don't, but either way, you know, you get, then you have the 2.5 kids and you You get married, you have the kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Et cetera. So when you're not on, and when I think there are a lot of new paths being braved, um, these days for a lot of different people and there's just, you know, there's, what is it? Uh, the futurist now can't even predict anymore what's going to happen with any certainty as they could in past uh, decades or generations because things are changing. The rate of change is so fast and the degree of change is so large. So all that to say, I don't think that looking to cultural markers anymore is is a great way to do things. Um, cultural mm-hmm. markers of success or what's expected of you at certain ages. And so my word for 2019 has been self-trust because I've spent the last you know, when I came out of being, I, when I practiced as an attorney, I was funneled straight out of law school, you know, through one of those summer clerk programs. And then you just show up at the firm and bill your hours. I didn't have to do marketing. I didn't have to do accounting. I didn't have to um, ask for money. I didn't have yeah. to do any of the things. I basically just showed up and wrote a memo or went to, you know, an administrative hearing or something like that. All that, I'm saying that because when I 
first opened my coaching practice, and I think I was doing the math on this, I think I hung my shingle out officially in December 20, um, uh, 2015. So just, or not December 20, January, 2015. Um, and so I've been in my practice now for, you know, I guess I'm in my fifth year. So uh, there was so much to learn and I didn't Mm. trust myself. So I, you know, paid big bucks to do these programs, which were all very helpful, but there comes a point when you get so much information from other people about the quote, right way to build a coaching practice and how to market yourself and all of those things. Um, that I all of a sudden was have all these layers of information from other people and I'm not even looking at my own guidance anymore. Um, and so I have been slowly, but surely pulling away from a lot of the, I'm still, you know, take what worked for me, but now using it with my own intuition to see what's going to work to the hot tracks that I want to follow in terms of content and creation and how I want to present myself, you know, do I want to be on podcasts or do I want to teach classes in person or remote, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's interesting. I was listening to, this is the, the other inspiring story. Cause I think this all goes together. I was listening to Brooke Castillo's, one of her most recent podcasts and, you know, people who listen to first bride, I know that we, we both enjoy Brooke Castillo. Yes. And I consider myself a student of hers. Um, So she had two guests on her podcast, which is pretty rare. She normally does her own thing. And these are two coaches that she not only employs, but have been her students. And they also have their own coaching practices. And one of them um, is 66. And she had her first $300,000 year in the last year. And she was saying, you know, she is just getting started. She said a lot of her peers are talking about retirement. And what are you going to do in retirement? She said, I can't even imagine being retired because I am so inspired by what I'm doing. And I am now generating more income than I in one year than I ever did in the past two decades of, you know, working Mm -hmm. in a different, you know, a, a regular some type of corpo job or other type of job. And I just said to me, Brooke, who was interviewing them was saying, you know, you can't look to culture. You can't look to the past to decide what is possible. Cause you know, she, they were talking about when you hire an administrative assistant and a friend of Brooks had a girlfriend who was also a, um, an entrepreneur, um, had her own, I, I, I think I know who this person is, but I won't guess on air, but, um, Basically, she has a coaching practice as well, a very successful one. And she asked Brooke, how much do you pay your assistant? Because I want to know what is appropriate. And Brooke was saying, you know, don't go with what everyone else has done. If you do that, you're limiting yourself. Like, how about just go with what sounds delicious and amazing to pay someone for the value that they bring, whether that's 50,000 or 200,000 a year Mm -hmm. as an assistant. And I think, yeah, if you look to the past, if you look to what everyone else is doing for what is possible, you are limiting yourself greatly. Like I just, I keep coming back to, I think that we have, as Byron Katie says, we are the teacher that we have been looking for. Like I know there's a lot of information out there, but when it comes to wisdom, I think there's a, there's a saying, oh gosh, it's like some type of an Asian proverb, but it's like in the search of, um, in the search of learning, um, every day, something is added. But in the search for wisdom every day, something is released. I'm paraphrasing that. Mm. So I'm in a process of uh, releasing what I have just thought that I should be doing and turning toward what do I feel called to do? Like yes. I feel called, for example, to do more in-person things. Right? 
excuse me right now, where everyone else is saying it's online, it's online. Like, I kind of want to return to in-person things. That's where I have found the most juice in the past. So anywho, that's the answer to that question. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, and I'm thinking, you know, um, more recently, you know, I was having this conversation with my own therapist uh, about how do I know you know, because I, my life is not taking that more traditional route, right. Mm -hmm. Which you described, like, you know, going to college, having the, you know, doing the marriage, doing the 2.5 kids, right. All of Mm -hmm. that, which I'm Mm -hmm. always like, how do you have that point? five kid, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but I said, you know, it's hard to know what are the markers? Like, how do I know I'm doing it right? Right. <laughs> and so she was saying, you know, that there's kind of like, there is that kind of more status quo path. And she said, I would call what you're on the adventure path, right? Like <laughs> you signed up for the adventure path. And I just, I kind of liked that idea because I thought, absolutely, I've signed up for the adventure path. And my life has been so full already so far. And I would sign up again, you know, if somebody came to me and was like, here's the, you know, here's the culturally okay path that has all of the markers, and it's all kind of set out and squared away what you should be doing. And then here's the adventure path. What do you what what would you like? The adventure path is a little bit more like, there's no real markers. I, I said, like, I would choose that adventure path again and again and again. Right. And so I think it just requires though, like you're saying that looking within to feel, to, to think, okay, what feels right to me? What's the next little step that I can take? Right. What's the next? Cause I often f- will have this sensation, like I missed a freeway exit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like what freeway exit did I miss? You know, and having to think like there are like you're saying, so many different ways to live this life. And I think it's really easy to become highly critical about it not looking like um, what you see on social media or a friend is doing or something like that. But I think returning to that reminder of we have to be charting our course based on, on what we're feeling called to do. Right. I think that that's so important. Yeah. And I'm noticing more and more, and I really feel like this was part of why we ended up in Petaluma because it is a much smaller town and it is much, I have much closer access to big nature places. I mean, I know Seattle is one of the greenest places, but I was still mm-hmm. in the city and it would take, you know, it would take a drive to get somewhere Yes, um, that really was remote. And I feel here we're, we're, you know, we're Northern California and we're bordering on some very beautiful remote forest areas. And I just have this strong desire to step out of culture more and more. Like I know, I remember hearing Martha Beck talk about it when she got that ranch in San Luis Obispo. And of course now she's in Pennsylvania, but that she would just walk around the ranch in galoshes and her pajamas for it. Like she said, for the years Mm -hmm. that she was there, particularly while she was writing Diana herself. Um, And I think I feel so called to do that because I feel like I have to reset my equilibrium and my trust for myself and my connection to my inner guidance and inner wisdom in a way that when you have a foot in culture, when you're 50, 50, like a foot in and a foot out, I feel like I, it feels like I'm losing my mind sometimes. Like it's crazy making. And I just, at least for the time being, I know that there are world things that, that probably need some attention, but right now I feel like in order to be an instrument of change for good, I've got to figure, I've got to 
go inside first to be really get that strong foundation again, to be able to go back out into the world and not get taken off my foundation by mm-hmm. chaos, by cultural influences, by media and all of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you, man. <laughs> Do you have, so for, for people listening that are, that maybe want to know how do you how do you ground yourself in that? Like when you are starting to to feel a little bit like oh it's kind of crazy making I feel this kind of one foot in one foot out maybe maybe some of that like overwhelm or whatever you want to call it. How do you how do you get grounded back to to connecting with yourself and to what feels like the right next step for you? Yeah, it's it's going to be probably a simpler answer than I mean, it, but you know, often what is it? Occam's razor that it's always the simplest explanation yes. is the one that is the one you should be going with. Um, so yeah, really, I used to think it was I, I wouldn't say BS, but I just thought when people would say go into nature, but I heard it from enough you know channeled teachings and spiritual teachers, and now there's so much science behind the effects of nature on our physical and uh, energetic body. Um, so I turn the phone off, I go for a walk out in these Hills behind the house and I listen to, I do my, I've talked about my emotional speed dial or vibrational speed Mm -hmm. dial list. I go back to the most inspirational, um, for me, those are many times channel teachings and just let that wash over my, um, vibrational body Mm -hmm. and and go back to myself. And then I can dip my toe in (laughs) a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And you're right there there. I love that. There's so much more information coming out now about the importance of nature and us as humans connecting to that. I think it's, I think it's so important to just like reground ourselves to, to that like greater connection with earth and with ourselves and, you know, in, in that kind of like more spiritual way. I love it. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we've got, I want to get this woman on the show. I heard her on the sounds true brain change summit. Um, and she's, I think she's had Ted talks and several books and her whole thing. She's an investigative journalist who has looked at all the research on the effects of nature on our body. And it's just wild. Like we are supposed to be living in connection with nature. And when we don't, we go a bit haywire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. so many things taking us haywire right now. But the one thing that we have a lot of control over is where are you spending your time and having these nice big doses. She has actually a schedule that she talks about where, you know, if you can get to a park like once a day for 10 minutes, but actually scheduling in like a three day weekend where you go into remote nature and just let the vibration or the Dawson Church talked about this last week. And I don't know how much we got into the research, but really like we are are the frequency with which our brain and our heart speaks to ourselves and our biology is the same frequency as the earth and in many of the earth's functions in the electromagnetic field. And so when we get coherent with the earth, it's like our body is at peak performance mm-hmm. and the good things happen. And so I think God, nature, it sounds so ridiculous that it's so easy, but really <laughs> it's, it is so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it sounds like you're loving Petaluma and, and things are, things are going really well for you out there. Yeah, it's funny. I I um, God, I wrote a newsletter about this not too long ago, but I, we have. I, of course, I miss Seattle in our community and you and all of the things. Mm-hmm. But and like, we miss you. <laughs> but we'll be back soon. Um, we had intentions to visit more frequently, but uh, we will be back soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta get back in the studio. But th- it's funny. Like, we're still here. This is real time. You know, following breadcrumbs, and in many ways. I'm kind of like 
I feel like sometimes a dog that, you know, when you like watch a video of a dog and the dog knows that the owner is coming home soon, it's like looking from door to door, like where are they going to come in? Where are they going to come in? And they just get really excited because they know something cool is about to happen. Like, that's exactly how I feel. Like we're here and we're just kind of like uh, one of my friends, what she used to say, she's from West Texas and West Texas. And she would say, uh, sitting on G waiting on O. And so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know we're here for a reason and good things are happening and it feels so good to be here. It feels too good to be true. Um, but I'd still like, this is a big chapter for a reason. And we may not be able to connect the dots until we look backward. Um, and I miss Seattle, but I know we're exactly where we're supposed to be. Like even just this house that we ended up with, um, and even I would say like this new microphone. Now, I don't know if anybody has noticed the difference, like let me know or let me know. Um, cause we're trying out a new mic, but the way this mic came about, like I'd had on my list, I have, it's kind of like this exercise from Abraham Hicks, where you draw a line down the center of the page and you put your 300 uh, to-do list items on one side and put that on, like, say that's the universe's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then just put two or three on the side that you're taking care of as the little human in, you know, this day or the next few days. And the, this having, getting a new mic has been on my list. So I haven't done any research and I'm supposed to be researching it and finding all these things. Turns out one of the first people that we met here who happens to have a little recording studio like four houses down from us, he's a, a neat, uh, he does like a lot of music production and his girlfriend is selling her Blue Yeti mic. We happened to go to dinner at their house two days ago and she was like, oh, I'll sell it to you for, a, you know, two thirds of what I paid for it. And she'd only used it like three times. And so here I am with this mic. Oh, so that's awesome. That's the dots awesome. are connecting and the universe is taking care of the things without even having me having to do any of the legwork. So it's been pretty awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. And so we're like, okay, Benny, we're, we're like two minutes. So I guess anything else, Alessandra, and you're in before we wrap it up? Mm, let's see. Uh, no, things are just going really well. Um, oh, and I know that I talked about um, releasing a podcast before on this show. Yes. And, um, and I um, am just working on some revisions just because I'm wanting to make sure that it is, you know, really staying in line with my my voice and that I'm not just doing things just for other people's happiness, but that right. it also feels deeply connected to me. So um, I'm just re reworking a couple of things and, um, and we'll be releasing that at the end of summer. So that's just kind of an exciting thing going on 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 in my little world well we look forward to hearing more updates on that next month yeah 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 so i guess that'll do it for today's first friday uh you have been listening to sunny in seattle i'm sunny joy joined by alessandra duke yeah thanks benny thanks for all of your uh work in the board and spirit animal research and we'll look forward to talking to you next month I'll together leave with, i'll leave with a howl 